The RPG After Years is part of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Find out more at probablywork.com. Oh, yes, I can't believe it. Finally, me, Scott, and Rich all going to be recording together. This is so exciting. I wonder what's taking the guy so long. Oh, hang on. Oh, Scott can't make it. Oh, oh that's a real shame. All right, then. Well, at least um, at least it's going to be me and Rich. A Bill and Rich episode. We haven't had that since the uh, the big incident that happened four years ago. <laughs> so, that's... Oh. Oh. Apparently... And Rich got bit by his dog and's got rabies. Can't make it. Oh. Ah. Yes, hello, welcome to the RPG After Years, your weekly show covering all things RPGs from the past, present and future. This is episode 117 and I'm Bill, and that's Bill, and that's Bill. <laughs> yes, so a nice little interesting one for you this week. So I'm very sorry it's just me, but we all have some thoughts from Scott as well. But we are going to be covering all things to relate it to the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary stream. It was a very short video, but it was worth it. So, before we hit the news, let's catch up. Alright, Rich, what have you been up to these weeks? Uh, oh, oh, yeah, you got bitten by your dog. Um, and, and and your basement fell in? Oh, that sounds terrible. What about you, Scott? Oh, yeah, you've you been keeping up with Chrono Trigger? Yep, yeah. oh, that's good, that's good. Corey, alright, he's at hospital? Yep, yeah. oh, fine, per- perfect. But, but, what happened on stream? Oh, wow. Yeah, man, someone was homophobic to Scott on stream, so he's finally made it as a streamer. Everybody. <laughs> no, all joke. All joke aside, that's not cool, and I hope that person burns. Uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, so what's going on at the moment? At the moment, we are currently in the middle of the Final Fantasy 13 RPG Club. Yes, everybody, you're supposed to be getting to the end of Chapter 9, okay? So you're supposed to reach the end of Chapter 9 by Sunday, which I'm going to it is 26th of June, okay? That is your next goal in life. Yep. Uh, and we've also... We've also moved on to um, <clears throat> with the Chrono Cross Club, and there's a slight change to the schedule on that one. We had a few people who, um, they'd already been playing Chrono Cross before we started the club, and they've been giving us bits of feedback as we've gone along, because they were already ahead of us anyway. Um, and they said that the next section that we had in place was too long, and then the section after was, like, too short. <laughs> so, so it's changed now. So the new goal for the RPG... Chrono Cross Club is to finish the Dead Sea section by the 3rd of June. Okay? Finish the Dead Sea section by the 3rd of June. And again, Final Fantasy 13, we're supposed to be finishing Chapter 9, Palamecia, by the 26th of June. 
Okay, you all got that. Uh, the material lockdown. Um, oh, ends. Oh my god, <laughs> it's it's June, isn't it? Yeah, March, April, May, June. Yeah, yeah, it ends on the twenty fourth of June. Wow, it's Friday. It's the day after this episode comes out. That had completely slipped my mind. All right, let's not worry about that. I'm gonna I'm gonna run that over another month. Let's finish it on twenty fourth of July. <laughs> I am not prepared to end that event yet. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> All right then, everybody. Let's move on from this. Um, and I'm a bit, sh- I'm a bit short on um, certain sound effects, so I'll be using other sound effects uh, for the parts that Scott usually uses. So let's uh, let's move on to the news, shall we? News? Well, let's face it, I'm going to be talking all about the uh, Final Fantasy VII anniversary stream. Uh, there is some other bits and bobs, though, which I should probably talk about. There has been some uh, wonderful leakage going on, I believe. I believe Tactics Ogre was leaked, um, which, yes, <laughs> I've been waiting to play that one. Uh, and also, I think there was a new Fire Emblem game leaked as well. There was also uh, Persona 3, 4, and 5 have had PS4, PS5, and Steam releases all confirmed, which is pretty damn dope, to be honest with you. Um, I think I was more surprised to find out that the games weren't actually on Steam, to be honest with you. Uh, That seems more and more bonkers to me. But yeah, um, sadly, still yet no confirmation of it coming to Switch, which is uh, very, very sad. But at least those games will be more widely available, uh, especially as I really look forward to playing uh, Persona 4 Golden, which I think I'm pretty sure I may or may not own. Now, there was another cool thing as well, um, where Capcom actually decided to uh, do like a, uh, you know, when they do surveys and stuff like that, asking which, like, which legacy franchise, I'm trying to look up the exact wording here, which legacy franchises do you like? And you can vote for it. And this was all to do with Nintendo Switch, PlayStation and Xbox things as well. So hopefully they, if you vote for these things, they may come back to life somewhere along the lines uh you could vote for games like resident evil monster hunter street fighter mega man devil may cry ace attorney no one likes ace attorney games do they scott um, dragon's dogma which uh, dragon's dogma i'm pretty sure that got a sequel announced recently i'm so terrible at doing news <laughs> uh dead rising uh onimusha uh o- okami okami Okami, Dino Crisis, bloody hell, could you imagine if I made a Dino Crisis remake? Breath of Fire or none of these. So yeah, so you have an opportunity there to actually go and vote. To go and vote from <laughs> Capcom and see maybe if see if they'll actually revive the Breath of Fire series. I thought that was pretty damn awesome, to be honest with you. So yeah, you, I'm sure you can all use your Google Foo and find out where that is in life. There were some new trailers that came out for Live Alive as well. So feel free to look out for those. Obviously, that game just looks more and more gorgeous the more I look at it. And it's going to come out on the 22nd of July. So it's next month, people. I wasn't planning on buying this game because I've only just played and beaten it. But at the same time, oh my God, (laughs) it just looks amazing. I'm definitely going to buy it. (laughs) And then, yeah, finally, uh, Tactics Ogre Reborn was leaked on the PlayStation Store, which is uh, pretty awesome. Uh, I've never played the Tactics Ogre games. All I hear about them is that they are amazing. Kind of like they're either something that happened before um, Final Fantasy Tactics or after. Pretty sure it was before Final Fantasy Tactics, but it's on like that same sort of level of goodness. I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure Tactics Ogre was an SNES game. Uh, but everybody who's played that game just absolutely loves it. And then finally, there was also a, a leak for a new Fire Emblem game. 
I don't think it's quite got a title yet, but we definitely know it's going to be sort of happening. And it's a collaboration between Temco and something else. <laughs> and Gust. That's it. Uh, anyway, I'm terrible at new stuff. <laughs> Let's find out what's, uh, what games are coming out, shall we? So we didn't have a lot released out this week. Um, there was uh, The Hand of Merlin for PS5, PS4, uh XS, which Xbox, I mean, <laughs> Switch and PC. That came out on June 14th for when it was exiting early access. Uh, Final Fantasy VII, a remake Integrade, which I'll get to in a moment, came out on Steam on June 17th. And then Omori came out for PS4, Xbox One and Switch. And then upcoming releases this week, we've got Mango Mischief, which came out on Steam on PC on June 20th. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online High Isle sick uh came out on ps5 ps4 xbox s and xbox one uh on june 21st uh shadow run trilogy oh sick uh i really wanted to play those games uh ps5 ps4 xbox one xbox one switch on june 21st uh glor <laughs> gordian quest comes out on pc june 23rd uh the caligula effect 2 um uh, uh, I mean, Caligula is obviously a famous Roman Empire and was mostly famous for having some badass orgies. So I uh, might have to check that one out on the side. Don't let my wife see. Uh, June 23rd, that comes out. And Fire Emblem Warriors Free Hopes comes to Switch on June 24th. And I believe, yep, that's it for this week. I'm not going to mention Disguise 6 Complete coming out next month, next week, the week after. So no, no, everybody disregard Disguise 6 Complete, okay? Because, uh, yeah, we're not, we're not the biggest fan. Uh, but yeah, that's all that's coming up. So let's get into this, shall we? I'm going to get into the main news of the week, which is the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary stream from Square Squeeze. Are you nostalgic for a simpler time? A time where controllers didn't have so many buttons. A time where games weren't so overly complicated by so many plot devices. Yeah. Me too. I miss my NES. Hi. <laughs> I'm Bill, and I absolutely love old video games. But I didn't have anyone to play with. So I decided to start the Super Switch Club. That's right, a podcast dedicated to discussing and reliving the nostalgia of retro video games that are also on the Nintendo Online Virtual Library. Each week, my friends and I will discuss games from the NES to the SNES. Games like Super Mario World, Kirby's Dreamland 3, Donkey Kong Country, The Legend of Zelda, Super Metroid, Balloon Fight, Punch Out! A Link to the Past, F-Zero, and so much more. The Super Switch Club is a Podcasters Assemble style show from the We Can Make This Work, probably, podcast network, where we'll be replaying and discussing some of our favourite video games from our childhood. So join us on the Super Switch Club, where you can relive the nostalgia of tearing your hair out over an NES game that loves to troll the shit out of you. Best of all, you can too. Head on over to probablywork.com slash superswitchclub now to learn more. 
Attack on Final Fantasy is a podcast where IP tried to complete every single Final Fantasy game using attack only. In between the weekly main episodes, I often post other bits and bobs, like games I play on a whim, or episodes featuring my lovely wife. Help me, you've got to help me, I've been kidnapped by a podcasting lunatic. So, come and join me over at Attack on Final Fantasy. Wherever you get your podcasts, I think I'm pretty much everywhere these days. You lucky, lucky people. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, people. And I have to say, I'm not usually the sort of person who sort of um, gets excited by these sort of stream things. And I actually wasn't excited about this at all. Um, I was thinking, oh yeah, great Final Fantasy VII news. Nobody gives a shit about it anymore. It's an old game. Like yeah, like at best, I thought they were just going to give some stuff for uh, Ever Crisis. But as it turns out, this was pretty fucking cool. Um, yeah, I just suddenly saw a lot of the chat going over on School uh, Scott's um, Discord for his uh, for his streaming services that he does. You know, his OnlyFans things. Um, and I saw everybody talking about it, and I was like, I've got to check this out. And yet, I was pretty blown away from some of the stuff that happened. Now, the first thing that they um, announced was the um, episode Yuffie Integrate coming out on Steam, which I just mentioned came out on the, 20, uh, the 17th, which I believe was when the actual stream was. <laughs> uh, don't know why I'm doing that. And, and yeah, that looks pretty cool. As good as it's going to be out on the um, on Steam, because that means people can mod Yuffie's outfit now. <laughs> so I look forward to people doing that. So let's see what Scott thinks about this, yeah? And let's see what his excuses are for not making it to the episode. Hey, everybody, it's Scott. Uh, first of all, before I jump into this, just wanted to apologize that we had to have uh, a weird episode this week. Uh, Rich had to back out for Father's Day. Okay, well, whatever, Rich. On the week of some of the biggest... RPG news we've gotten in a long time. Ah! Uh, so, but Bill has graciously, uh, you know, said that he could do an episode, and I'll just throw in my commentary here and there. So yeah, we got the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary stream, and they did more in you know the 14 minutes or so uh, in this reaction that I've seen from a Square Enix show in a long time to get a Final Fantasy fan excited. I know we had that Final Fantasy 16 trailer uh, not that long ago, but. Again, that one was more of a letdown than anything else with the surprise release date announcement of being over a year off, which is sad. But anyway, jumping right into it, I'm going to kind of go in order here as to what was presented. So the first thing, they started off the trailer, uh, or the yeah the stream, by announcing Final Fantasy VII Remake. Intergrade is coming to Steam. I guess this is a good news for a lot of people, but I don't really understand the, um, the hype surrounding this because it, it was already on Epic Game Store, right? And I know people don't really like Epic per se, um, but in my experience, since I'm now a PC gamer on part-time, the games that I've gotten from Steam and the games I've gotten from Epic Game Store all seem to run the same. And they're, they're, I don't really understand the hate for Epic other than, you know, it, their association with, association with EA or whatever. But regardless, this is a good thing. So always good to have games on more platforms. And then afterwards, we got greeted by uh, Yoshinori Kitase, which was nice to see a square big wig doing the uh, presentation. He was very put together wearing that smart jacket. Uh, and he announced that uh, FF7 Remake Integrate will also run well on the Steam Deck, which is nice. I know Rich recently got 
a laptop that runs Remake Integrate well as well. So it's nice to have confirmation that the Steam Deck will do well with it as well because I have a pre-order in for a Steam Deck, but I'm not, I don't think I'm going to get it until sometime towards the end of this year, if I had to guess. Uh, we then got an announcement of some merch, uh, the Buster Sword Digital Clock, which is pretty cool, actually. Some play arts. I'm just going to stop you right there, Scott, because yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> this, the fact that it works well on the Steam Deck is bloody cool, but also this is the biggest announcement from the whole thing is available for pre-order is the Buster Sword Digital Clock. Yes, Everybody go out and buy it. There's some other shitty jewellery things on there. Don't worry about those. Get the Buster Sword Clock. It looks awesome. It looks like it's got different types of material. It's got blue and green one. Ah, uh-huh. just, yeah. Yeah, that is a, a must-have. Anyway, let's see. What, uh, let's get back to uh, uh, Cheesy Man. See what he has to say. Some play arts, some accessories, an FS7 compilation arrangement vinyl thing, which if, if I was a vinyl guy, I would be into, but I'll just download the stuff <laughs> some illegally probably later. Next up, they went into um, some news on the first Soldier season three. Again, I've, I think this is the first time I've actually seen some real footage of this game, and it looks kind of mildly interesting and fun, but also it just looks very <sighs> boring and like oh, it's going to be a huge waste of my time, and I can't be bothered with it. To be honest with you, <laughs> it's free within that purchases. Uh, yeah. So there's a there's updates coming to First Soldier, and then we get a big long trailer for Ever Crisis, which confuses the hell out of me. There's some stuff in there which looks like it's from Ever Crisis, and then they throw in some stuff which looks like it may be from a different game. And there's scenes where Sephiroth suddenly getting short hair, and maybe he might be like Kadaj or something. And then it's just like, what what are they doing? But yeah, but they announced there's going to be a closed beta test at some point in 2022. So, yeah, that's pretty exciting. I'm pretty hyped for EverQuest, mainly because you will get to sort of play a proper version of Before Crisis. Although there is an amazing fan translation out there, but it will only run on a PC, unfortunately. But, yeah, um, it's pretty cool. Looking forward to that. Let's see what Scott thinks. Uh, Then we got a trailer for First Soldier Season 3. This is the Battle Royale FF7 mobile game that I have not even touched and I, there wasn't anything in here that seemed exciting. There doesn't really seem to be any story thing, hooks or anything as far as I can tell. I really haven't heard anybody talk about this, really. So my response to this was, who cares? Uh, at this point, watching the stream, I was just hoping that everything, that they were putting all the bo- the lame shit at the start of stream, basically. But from here on out, it was a wild ride. So the next trailer we got was for Ever Crisis, which was announced uh, earlier this year or maybe last year. I want to say last year. We haven't had heard much on it since. This is the mobile game that is like a retelling of the entire compilation of Final Fantasy VII. There's supposed to be stuff from Before Crisis, from Dirge, from uh, uh, Crisis Core, the main FF7, all that. Um, so I really like the way that the the style of this game, and I'm, I, this is something I'm actually like low key, maybe even high key excited about. So I like the chibi style of FF7. Like if they had just remade the original FF7 in this style, uh, I. I wouldn't have complained too much, to be honest. I think Corey might have even been able to get into more of the original FF7 if it, the graphics had been like this, uh, assuming there was also voice acting, which I don't, as far as I know, we're not getting that in this version of the game, but you never know. Uh, and then when you go into the battles, it's like full-on high-res remake style. So I'm interested to see like how far they're going to go with that. Like, Are we going to see a bunch of the classic boss battles redone in the style? Are we going to see a lot of models of characters and bosses 
that weren't in the remake. I know we already got, um, we saw Zack, a Zack model fighting those uh, giant ogre things in Wutai in this segment, I think. But I think it's a really cool style and way to do things, and I'm really into it. They also showed some costumes. I think I've spotted Cloud's Advent Children costume, and also they showed Tifa and Aerith in some costume, never-before-seen costumes. I don't know what inspired these. Uh, they're pretty cool. I like the design of them, but it also seems like <laughs> this is obvious microtransaction bait. Which, you know, as long as the main game, the enemy, like you don't have to do microtransactions to actually make progress to the game. Like, you know, you're never going to be able to free to play it. As long as that's not the case, I don't really care. Um, costumes are cool. And I think having cosmetics as um, microtransactions is, is not that big a deal. Um, I like the, the, the part where they show the scene where Sephiroth says, out of my way, I'm going to see my mother, which is one of the most iconic lines in the series. And then, you know, the Latin chanting comes in. Oh, oh, oh. You, know, you know, Sephiroth's actual theme. Uh, one thing I'm wondering, though, is like, are they going to cover the entire compilation? Is this going to be like a greatest hits thing where they only show like really memorable segments from the game? Because as far as I can tell, they didn't show anything from... Before Crisis, Advent Children, uh, Dirge, it was all Crisis Core and original FF7 content. Uh, but they, they've gone on record saying it's going to cover the whole compilation. So I want to see some some stuff from those games, like Before Crisis and Dirge. Like, I'm one of the weird people that kind of likes Dirge. Um, and I really want to play uh, Before Crisis at some point. The trailer ends with uh, the classic Sephiroth and the Flames shot. But it does this weird thing where it kind of flashes back and forth and shows Sephiroth with short hair. And this really threw me off. Like, I didn't understand what I was looking at. Um, I, Corey said it looked like Rufus to him. I'm like, no, it can't be Rufus because Rufus has nothing to do with Genova. And my first thought was like, oh, this is Kadosh. Because um, it reminded me of that shot in Advent Children where um, Rufus is looking at Kadosh and Kadosh like looks up at him and Rufus sees like Sephiroth's face flashing back and forth in place of Rufus's or in place of Kadosh's. Um, but no, this isn't the case. So I looked into it. And apparently, uh, I forgot about this, but Nomura said in the past that this Ever Crisis is going to feature all new content uh, showing Sephiroth in his youth, like a younger Sephiroth. So we get like a Sephiroth origin, more origin story than we already have here. And uh, I, I just assumed that Sephiroth was like born with, you know, long, flowing, incredibly long locks of luscious hair, you know, straight out of the womb, just, you know, six feet long hair. But uh, I think that's really cool. Apparently, you can tell in the trailer that the sword young Sephiroth has has is not the Masamune. So I'm assuming we're also going to learn like where he got that, which is cool because, you know, we've got this big flowing origin story about the Buster sword. It was handed down to, from like four different guys. Um, but we don't we don't know anything about the Masamune other than it's freaking long and uh, <laughs> show her not a grower. Um, I think this is cool. I, I, I like that there's original content too. I wonder how long this game is going to run. I have a lot of things to say about Ever Crisis. I think um, it sucks that it's not on console. Maybe we can hope to expect uh, like the FF15 Pocket Edition that it will eventually come to console. But I'm not sure if it has macro transactions. I don't know because I don't think 15 Pocket Edition had macro transactions, right? Because it, you just bought the game outright. So we'll see. Uh, fingers crossed. The trailer ends saying a closed beta test in 2022. I honestly, I wouldn't mind trying to get in on that if I can. Uh, so that tells me that it's not coming out this year at the very least, but we might see it next year. I think every crisis is low key, like a highlight of this uh, broadcast. And I, I think people should not sleep on it.
Okay. Yes, very interesting. Yeah, I like the idea of having sort of a bit more of a backstory for Sephiroth. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's just so weird they threw it in there. It's really kind of thrown me off a little bit. Because, yeah, I was thinking um, the fact that, you know, it was just going to be before Crisis, Crisis Core, FF7, Dirge of Cerberus. And then I think they also said that they were going to be mixing in um, Advent Children in some way. Um, like, I thought it was going to be like maybe like a storybook mode or they were going to just <clears throat> have the story of Advent Children play out in the Final Fantasy VII chibi style. Um but yeah, maybe maybe they're going even more bonkers, and this is like a re 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 remake. <laughs> Who knows? I hope not. But it does look interesting. I do definitely want to play it, especially if it gives me a chance to play before Crisis. Kind of excited about it, and also I love the way Scott says compilation. <laughs> compilation. <laughs> it really brings out the uh, the Tennessee in his accent. And then next up was the uh, uh, a rather... I kind of... Everyone was suggesting it was going to happen. But yes, we finally got confirmation that there is going to be a Crisis Core remake. Yes. Um, I have to say, when I first heard the news, I was a bit like, meh, I'm not really that fussed. When I saw the trailer, I was absolutely hype. It looks amazing. They've kind of... It looks like they've kept to the same system. They've upped the, the combat, so it looks way more exciting than it did before. The graphics look pretty damn good. Like, this is like a huge upgrade from Peter. This is almost like... It's beginning to look like a sort of Switch slash maybe PS3 style game. You know, uh, it looks way better than the old Crisis uh, Core did on the PSP. And yeah... I'm very, very excited for a chance to replay that. I haven't played it in a long, long time because I always just remember the mission grind and it just puts me off going back to it, <laughs> despite the fact it is an amazing story. Um, and yeah, I am very, very hyped for that. I'm sure Scott's probably double hype. So let's see what Scott thinks. Hey, moving on. So this was probably the biggest surprise of the stream. So a lot of people speculated that we were getting some kind of, we needed some kind of port or something of Crisis Core. You know, the Crisis Crisis Core has still been stuck on the PSP since um, since it came out. Like it's never been digitally released. You can't get it on any other way. It's not on Steam. It's not on Switch. Just the PSP physically on the little UMD disc. Um, so we, but the the talk is that it's always been because of Gact, because you know the main villain Genesis uses the likeness of Gact. There's um, so that they thought that there was like some copyright issues involved there. I'll talk about this a little bit more in a bit related to Gact and Genesis. But um, the thing is, I what I had heard is that it was actually music rights related to Ayaka's song Why in it's called the song is called Why, which is used during the ending of the game. And there's also like an instrumental version of the track used when uh, they're in a, a specific spoilerly moment of the game. I don't know if that's true or not. That seems just as weird to me or weirder than the Gact issue. But uh, apparently they've gotten around it. Who knows if that song will be used or not. But yeah, so we're getting a full... They're, officially, they're calling it a remaster. This is Crisis Core Reunion. They're calling it it's a remaster of Crisis Core. But to me, it looks more like a remake. I think that they've done, done way too much work graphically here to... They're, they're basically selling themselves short back on a remaster. Even if it's just the same game with like reskinned characters and stuff, it looks really good. Um, you know, as soon as they showed uh, the scene of Zack against the, the Shinra army, I knew that this is some kind of crisis core thing. Noticeably, the voice actors have changed. Um, Zack sounds very different to me, which is uh, 
kind of sad because I thought that the the Zach voice actor in the original Crisis Gordon was actually quite good. Um, and I'm not sure I'm sold on this new Zach actor. I'm not, not saying he's bad, but it's like not my Zach, you know. <laughs> um, let's see. And it sounded like the other actors changed too. Angel sounds very similar, but I think I could t- tell the vo- uh, the difference. Uh, Aerith sounded very similar. Uh, I could tell a definite difference in Lazard, though. Lazard's voice actor sounded very different to me. Um, circling back to Genesis, you know, he also showed up in one shot of the Ever Crisis trailer during when it, sh- it was showing some scenes from Crisis Score. So I don't know if they've renegotiated with Gact or whatever. I'm almost a little surprised that Square Enix didn't like try to redo Genesis's Genesis's appearance to get away from that legal issue. But apparently that's like a big no-no in Japan or something. And they're really stuck on this guy thing. So I don't know what Gak's involvement is or if they had to re- re-up some contracts or something. I kind of wish they had redesigned them just to get away from any kind of potential issue coming up in the future. But, you know, Genesis, or Gak is getting kind of up there in age now. And I've, I've heard he's in poor health. But whatever. Uh, all the best to him. Of course, you guys know my feelings on Genesis. He's like one of the lamest Final Fantasy villains ever. I hate the freaking reciting poetry shit and I, i'm hoping that they might rewrite some of the dialogue a little bit um but based on the trailer it looks like all the dialogue is the exact same even the cutscene direction is the same shot for shot the camera angles are the same all this kind of makes me think that it is like a reskinned retooled version of the original game and not a from the ground up remake but yeah i couldn't tell there was a fair amount of gameplay footage in here i couldn't tell like how similar the combat was to the original it did look a little bit more fluid and flashier which is good i personally think crisis core is a bit of an overrated game the story is just okay the ending is amazing one of the best final fantasy endings ever but that alone does not a good game make um i've always thought the combat was kind of clunky honestly it's like it's no kingdom hearts and it's definitely no ff7 remake um, but it looked like it was a little bit smoother, so hopefully it'll be uh, more fluid, and we'll be able to enjoy. I'll be able to enjoy that aspect a bit more. Circling back to the graphics, the graphics um, it, they look kind of weird to me. They look kinda, like I, obviously it's a big improvement over the uh, PS2 esque graphics from the PSP version, um, but they look it looks very cartoony. I'm hoping that they still have a lot of work to do to kind of like spruce it up because it's definitely not on the same level of the FF7 remake. Not that it needs to be. Um, cause this thing, I was going to go and get into this later, but this thing's coming to switch. So it can't be that, that visually, uh, uh, impressive, but hopefully it's, it's really good. Um, I, I just hope that they spruced up a little bit more. I think the presentation could use another spit shine layer of polish. Uh, but it looks like it's going in the right direction. Like I said, the script seems to be the same, uh, which is unfortunate because the crisis core version of Aerith is maybe this, the lamest version of Aerith other than you, if you want to take into like kingdom hearts. Uh, I always thought the Aerith was just weird in Crisis Core. She's not not my Aerith, and that was one of the things I loved liked best about the FF7 remake. Is I feel like they finally got Aerith right. Aerith is like this sassy girl from the slum. She'll she'll shiv you in the back alley if she needs to. Let's not forget the chair scene in uh in the cursing in FF7 remake. I thought they did Aerith right in remake, but in Crisis Core, Aerith was basically not even the same character. I know she's a little younger, but I don't think that's a, a big enough excuse. But hopefully they do a little bit more with her. I doubt it. The voice actress still sounded quite flat to me. Maybe not, though, because Eris voice actress in remake. I'm, I want to know if it's using the same voice actress now. Maybe they gave her direction to sound really flat like the original. Who knows? Um, and then the trailer ended by saying it's coming this winter to everything. We're getting. Uh, let me see here. I'll scroll back a bit to see if I can see the exact screen about what it's all coming to. Uh, here we go. 
It's coming to PS5, PS4, Switch, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and Steam. So yeah, everything, even Switch. So that's cool. Um, I'm definitely going to be playing this. I don't know if I'll play it, replay it with Corey, if Corey will be interested enough. I know I will be. Um, and then also, uh, I'm going to be playing it regardless whether it's with Corey or on, on, on stream. But that makes me think that like they're really trying to remind people about Zack's story. Because Zack is going to be a big part of the story of FF7 Remake Part 2 which we talked about previously. I mean, we could have guessed this, but maybe Zach's going to be even more important than we thought. So then, of course, they did promise us before this that there would be uh, news on FF7 Remake Part 2. They did. I missed that bit. (laughs) Fuck, this was all a surprise to me. Wow, Scott, way to shit on Crisis Core. I didn't realize Scott hates that game so much. <laughs> I know what you said. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, Aerith de- definitely seems weird in Crisis Core. She's not quite her, her usual self. But um, but yeah, uh, overall, very very excited for that. And I completely agree with Scott that it's all going to be to do with the fact that they are they've actually put some information out for the remake part two, which is pretty cool. And having not played the original remake, I'm probably not the best person to speak about this. <laughs> uh, there was some really cool stuff though that I liked. Um, I like the scene with um, Zach sort of pulling, uh, like carrying Cloud as we normally get at the end of Crisis Core and other things like that. But then you get to see Midgar at the end. There's also sort of like a weird scene where Cloud's wandering around and Sephiroth's just following him around. Now, I know there was a lot of thing around, um, uh, I think it sounds like he's describing the calm scene. Uh, like the the flashback at the beginning, and Tifa's like, "What do you think I'm fake or something?" Um, not to, yeah, Tifa, and um, yeah, there's just there was lots of lots of cool stuff. Again, I'm probably the worst person to speak about this because I haven't played the remake yet. I know a lot about it. I pretty much know most of the twists and turns, but knowing is not the same as having been there. Uh, so I'm going to hand you over to the man, the myth, the legend. Here's Rich. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's Scott. Well, surprise, it's called FF7 Rebirth. So it's a pretty short teaser trailer. It's like a first look trailer. It's about a minute and a half long. It starts with, you can hear some dialogue in the background. Aerith says, it's Aerith's voice saying, the future can be changed. Focus on the future, not the past. Which almost seems like she's talking to us as players. Like, focus on the new story and not how it's not a great remake of what happened before. So I'm a little trepid about that. Got some trepidation there. Uh, the only thing we really see footage-wise in this trailer is the Nibelheim flashback. We see Cloud and Sephiroth walking together towards Mount Nebel. And my, my thought was, it's, it is weird as shit in this you know, updated graphic style, seeing Sef- Sephiroth walk with Cloud casually. It's like the, something's very wrong with this. I know that's like we saw that in FF7 original but and, and Crisis Core. But <laughs> it's just like, this is creepy almost. Anyway, there's also several questions that flash on screen during this trailer. Um, the first one is like, what is Sephiroth's end game? So I think that's pointing towards how, you know, there's that big theory that the Sephiroth we're dealing with in FF7 Remake is not the original Sephiroth. It's some kind of Sephiroth from beyond the grave using time travel shenanigans or some shit. Um, there's a clip here of Tifa. She says... Or Cloud says, I thought you were a goner. I think this is a line from the Nibelheim incident where, you know, Cloud finds Tifa unconscious in the reactor after Sephiroth, you know, uh, slices and dices her. She says, what are you saying? That I died? That I'm some kind of monster? And this line threw me off for a second at first. Or that I'm some kind of imposter. 
It threw me off at first because I'm like, what? Tifa's an imposter. That's a weird way of putting it. I don't think Cloud said that you're an imposter or that you did die. Um, of course, we know that Tifa knows Cloud's version of the story is bullshit from the get-go. And so she keeps that to herself for a long time in the original game. Uh, the next question that flashes on the screen is what is fact and what is fiction? That made me wonder. That's like an obvious thing pandering to Cloud's, um, you know, bullshit version of the Nibelheim story. Like, But I wonder if it has a deeper meaning than that. And then the trailer ends with some stuff with Zack um, talking to Aerith. Uh, Zach's like, or Aerith says, what happened? Zach, what happened to you? Aerith says, or Zach says, I'm trying, Aerith says, I'm trying so hard to find him. Zach feels like he failed her. This seems like dialogue between this alternate version of Zach that survived and maybe the modern Aerith, like they don't understand each other or what's going on. I, who knows? This is just pure speculation. And then it says out, uh, available next winter, which, oh, that's so long from now. I was hoping. This is a hope beyond hope. I think I always knew that Remake Part 2 was coming out after 16. But I was already disappointed with 16 coming out next summer. So with FS7 Remake Part 2 coming out this winter, uh, or next winter, that implies, you know, it, that could be as late as March or April in uh, in 2024. That's so long between parts. When did Remake Part 1 actually come out? FS7 Remake Part 1 release date. That was in March 3rd, 2020. So four, about four years between parts. That's way too long. Regardless, I'm excited about it. Um, we'll have 16 and hopefully, and also Crisis Core Reunion and hopefully Ever Crisis as well to tide us over. And who knows when Kingdom Hearts 4 is coming out. Uh, I think I said this already, but they announced the title is FS7 Rebirth, not Remake Part 2 which is fine, whatever. I think that's confusing marketing, but it's confusing marketing is a uh, square specialty. And then after this, the final announcement of the trailer, the presentation was that uh, FS7 remake would be in three parts. So we got remake rebirth. And then the title, we don't know the title of the next one. This is of deep concern to me. I think y'all know my main uh, concern about the remake is them not actually retelling the, the full story of FF7 or, uh, given that, you know, the, the crazy new branching timeline dimension thing that's going on here uh, where there's a new story going on, too. I was worried that they wouldn't be able to tell the original story or they wouldn't even bother to tell the original story. So with it only being in three parts, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried that we won't even um, be getting like a best of situation from FF7. I think there's going to be location skipped. There's going to be big plot points skipped. We might not see Gungaga. We might not see Fort Condor. I think we're only going to, if they do stick to the original story, we're only going to get the biggest moments like Chunon, um, maybe Corel, maybe the Gold Saucer, Cosmo Canyon. And then we're going to skip some of the, the smaller side plots. There might be big parts, scenes cut. Um, and who knows? We may not even be, get, this may not even be a remake anymore. Like, we may get the Nibelheim flashback from Calm and it could branch off into a totally new direction from there. I doubt that's going to be, be what happens. But I think the further we get into the story, the less it's going to resemble the original FF7. I'm ho I hope I'm wrong. I'm okay with this new Whisper branching timeline, Sephiroth from the future stuff. As long as they still tell the original FF7 story and these new graphics. And like I said, I'm not sure we're getting that. Unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, overall, this was like one of the best Square Enix presentations I've not seen in a long time. And who, who knew they could do 15 minutes on just uh, FF7? Honestly, they probably could have split this up more into like different presentations or scattered it throughout to help their other presentations. 
But yeah, First Soldier, Remake Integrate, whatever. Ever Crisis, Crisis Core Reunion, FS7 Rebirth. Hell yeah, I'm here for it. Um, this is all very awesome news. You know, even if FS7 Rebirth is not yeah, really a remake of, you know, the best of moments from Final Fantasy VII, I'm still going to play it and love it regardless, most likely. Can't wait to see, like, some of the characters and locations. Uh, can't wait to play Crisis Core Reunion either. I'm Honestly, I'm a little bit even more excited from about Ever Crisis than Crisis Core Reunion. I think that's it. Um, sorry again that we couldn't get like a, a normal episode out this week, but um, I'm really excited to play these games and I will catch you guys next week. Most like. All right. Cheers. Yeah, I'm and I am completely on a page with Scott. Like it looks great. I'm 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 fully going to be invested into the remakes one day. Uh, I just got to find time to play them. And apparently uh, I don't know if this uh, I can't remember if Scott even mentioned this. Uh, the Final Fantasy remake Rebirth or Part Two uh, is going to be P. It only said PS5 on the screen, so it looks like it's going to be a PS5 exclusive. So everybody, trade in your PS4 now and try and get that PS5 that no one can get hold of. <laughs> oh man, it's going to cost me a fortune to fucking play these games. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, super excited. Really, really great event. Like I said, th- this was uh, like 15, 20 minutes worth of YouTube that I honestly was fully invested in. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. It was pure, pure hype. Um, so yeah, I hope I hope everyone out there is hyped for it too, as much as we are, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> uh, anyway, let's move on to our outro, shall we? Oh, so yes, so we're very, very excited for all the lovely Final Fantasy VII-based content and all the other stuff. Like, we've still got 16 in there as well. It's, it is a great time to be a Final Fantasy fan, uh, assuming all this stuff actually comes together. <laughs> so, uh, that's a lot of Final Fantasy this week. What are we doing next week? So hopefully it may, 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 depending on me, of course, to actually beat the game, be a Radical Dreamers review, I hope, with Scott. <laughs> Scott's desperate to do a review episode. He's running out of news. Despite the fact there's loads of great news coming down the pipe every week. So yes, RPG Club. Don't forget, people. Current game is Final Fantasy Thirteen. You have to reach Chapter 9 uh, by June 26th. Thank you very much. So that's uh, Sunday. Uh, also, we've got the Chrono Cross Club. Uh, which needs to be uh, fin- we're entering the new part of that now. So finish the Dead Sea by July 3rd for that one. Um, uh, so yeah, you guys, please rate and review the show. Really, really helps us out a lot with helping find new listeners to come and join us in our lovely, wonderful RPG community that we've created. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your pets. Uh, no, 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 not not your pet, not your cat, Skelly. He, your cat already listens to the show, Skelly. All right, it's fine. Uh, yes, and don't forget, you can also become a patron of the show if you want to uh, sponsor us a little bit of money to help us along with paying for the bits of the show that we do. You know, Zoom is not cheap. <laughs> we use the full version of Zoom. Uh, but yes, you get full early access to episodes, ad-free episodes, lots and lots of extra reviews. Again, the RPG Club, you get to nom- help us nominate and vote the next game in the RPG Club and lots, lots more. There's also some, uh, there's one commentary thing uh, from me and Scott on there, which I really want to revisit. I want to continue making Scott watch the Final Fantasy V anime that came out in the 90s, because <laughs> that's great. <laughs> um, and yeah, lots, lots more as well. So come find that at patreon.com forward slash RPG after years. Twitch, normally we're streaming on Sundays. Again, hasn't happened this week because of reasons. Rich. Father's Day, my ass. I am a father. <laughs> I had Father's Day. and I'm still recording a bloody episode. 
<laughs> Maybe it's Monday. Uh, but yeah, you can come find us at www.twitch slash RPG, uh, sorry, twitch.tv forward slash RPG after years. And if you want to reach out to us on email because you want to be private for whatever reason, give us give us some give us some grief, give us some love, whatever you want. Uh, RPG after years at gmail.com. And again, also, you can come join our fabulous community over on Discord, which is a really, really great, friendly, inclusive place. So if it, it got, if that guy who's on Scott's stream, who's homophobic to him, is listening, you can fuck off don't come to our fucking discord alright but everyone else you're more than welcome it's a lovely wonderful inclusive place and you can find that in the show notes or the pinned tweet on our twitter speaking of which you can contact us on twitter at RPG Years. you can contact Scott at the Scott Spot <laughs> you take the spot the Scott uh, you can contact the rich at howblue1569 and you can contact myself at matunica m-e-t-u-n-n-i-c-a so thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode. Like Scott said, it's been weird. Weird? Weird? What's he? Is he calling me weird again? Oh, damn you, Scott. <laughs> but yeah, it has been a little bit of a strange one. But it's been nice. It's been nice to come back and take the helm for a little bit. So until next week when we may be doing some sort of review. <laughs> I've been Bill. He's been Bill. He's been Bill. And of course, uh, Scott's really, really drunk already. <laughs> thank you for listening to the after afters, everyone. Love you all. has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.